welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Welcome to podcast episode 357. In this podcast, I am going to talk solely about the update that Airbnb recently released on the use of profile photos in guests' profiles. So Airbnb announced that they're going to make some changes to the way that they display guest profile photos. They are going to hide the photo of the guest until a booking has been accepted. And that I believe is a pretty big change that is gonna have a lot of effect on on a lot of Airbnb hosts. I believe that it's not gonna be a very popular measure amongst hosts. Um, Airbnb is planning to implement this change in the next couple months. They haven't specifically stated when they will implement it. I imagine they're probably going to implement it, implement it in certain markets first. Uh, that's how they usually implement new changes to the platform. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot to, to talk about here. But I want to start with just kind of reading the press release that Airbnb came out with. So this came out on October 22nd, right? So I'm just going to read it um, so that you understand exactly what they are going to do and why they are doing it as well. Today, we're announcing some changes that we'll be making to the way we display guest profile photos. Moving forward, rather than displaying a potential guest profile photo before the booking is accepted, Hosts will receive a guest's photo in the booking process only after they've accepted the booking request. Airbnb does not require all guests to provide a photo. Instead, we'll be giving hosts the option to ask their guests to provide a profile photo, which will only be presented to hosts after they accept the booking. We have discussed some of this work in the past, and we want you to know more about the changes we will be making in the coming months. We have participated in a number of conversations with hosts and guests regarding this topic. We have listened to our community, and while most guests provide a photo, some guests told us they don't want to share a picture of themselves when booking. We also recognize that concerns have been raised about the potential for photos to be misused in a way that violates our non-discrimination policy. At the same time, hosts have told us that they value profile photos because they can help hosts and guests get to know one another before a trip begins and help hosts recognize guests when they check in. 
Additionally, we've seen how photos can be a useful tool for enhancing trust and promoting community. We want to balance these concerns. Airbnb does not require guests to provide a profile photo when booking a listing. And as we discussed earlier this summer with our hosts, we will be implementing a series of changes in the months ahead. If a guest chooses to provide a profile photo, that profile photo won't be displayed to the host as part of the booking process until after the booking is confirmed. Because some hosts value profile photos and want to be able to know who they can expect at their front door, we will give hosts the option to ask that guests provide a profile photo prior to booking, which will only be presented to the host after the host accepts the booking request. This new option comes with important safeguards that are designed to ensure our community is fair and open to everyone. Hosts must turn on this feature for each of their listings proactively before they receive a reservation request. If a host asks for a profile photo, we'll prompt guests to upload one to their Airbnb profile before they can request to book that host's particular listing. However, the photo will not be presented to the host until after the booking is confirmed. If a host cancels a reservation after they see a guest's photo, the guest will have an easy way to contact Airbnb and report any concerns about potential discrimination by the host in violation of our non-discrimination policy and community commitment. If any guest believes he or she has been discriminated against and notifies our team, we'll immediately help them book an alternative listing consistent with our open doors policy, investigate the report and take appropriate action. Any host who violates our non-discrimination policy may be permanently banned from using Airbnb. So this is the official announcement by Airbnb. Um, they've been talking about this internally apparently since 2016. And they will be implementing these changes in the coming months. And so what's going to happen is that, you know, pretty soon when you get a booking request from a guest, you won't be able to see the photo. You'll only be able to see the photo if, number one, you request uh, that guests show a photo. And so this is something that apparently you can, you can do this per listing. So you just have to activate this request once for a listing and then it should apply to all future bookings. But obviously the big the big thing here is that a lot of hosts rely on the profile photo as part of their due diligence when they decide whether they want to accept a certain booking or not. Right? It doesn't apply as much to instant bookings because when you get an instant booking, you know, you you will be able to see the profile picture. Um, regardless of this policy change, because once the booking has been confirmed, once the booking has been made, you'll be able to see the picture. And so I'm, I assume that the same rules still apply when it comes to instant booking, where you can cancel penalty-free uh, up to free, up to three times. Or it's uh, <clears throat> there's been some discussion around whether it's three times or whether you can always do it as long as you have a valid reason. But in any case, for instant bookings, this 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 profile of a uh, policy change isn't going to really affect 
you as much. This has mostly to do with the for the hosts that are, you know, that are consciously declining and accepting bookings on the basis of whether they think that the guests are a good fit for their listing or not, whether they feel comfortable hosting these guests or, or not. And I believe that a lot of Airbnb hosts out there um, rely on the profile picture to, you know, to give them an idea of whether they want to be hosting these guests or not. It's, it's one uh, factor in, you know, the total due diligence process. Um, there's other things that you can look at, obviously. The, you know, you look at reviews, you look at the information that guests write on their profile. But the picture is an, is an important part. And I think that this is not a good move by Airbnb. I think that there's going to be a lot of pushback from hosts uh, because, you know, hosts want to be comfortable. They want to feel secure hosting people especially when they're sharing a space with their guests uh, they want to feel secure and they also don't want the their airbnb business to be jeopardized uh, by you know people misusing the system people for example you know booking their their place for to throw a party and then uh and then just you know accepting the fact that they'll probably be banned from airbnb but i'll talk more about why i think this is a really bad move on airbnb's part and why I think there's going to be a lot of pushback. Um, but uh, first, before we get into that, I wanted to uh, discuss why Airbnb is making these changes. And I believe it's it's pretty obvious that they're doing it because there has been cases of racial discrimination on Airbnb. Now, I know this because I actually interviewed... Uh, Rowan Jilkes, I hope I pronounce his name right. He's the co-founder of Inclusive. I interviewed him in, I believe it was podcast number 109. Um, it was somewhere in July 2016 um, when I when I interviewed him. And Rowan had a very uh, nasty experience on Airbnb where he wanted to book a place on Airbnb and you know he was messaging with the guests uh, with the host and suddenly the the host decided to decline his request uh, saying that uh, the dates didn't work out now Rohan then told the host that he was flexible when it comes to dates and, and asked like hey can we do other dates and then the host didn't respond anymore and so Rohan asked uh, a white friend so uh, Rohan is, uh, is, uh, is African-American um, he asked his white friend to to uh, request a booking at the same spot, and uh, the host ended up accepting that booking. So it was very clear that the host was declining Rowan's uh, request based on the fact that he based on, well based on his profile, and uh, you know he suspected that it was the fact that he was African American that uh, you know made the host decide not to host him. Now, obviously, that's a, you know, a very uh, horrible experience for, for Rohan. And he decided to take uh, matters into his own hands. He was like, you know, he didn't like Airbnb anymore because of it. And so he started an alternative platform, which is called Inclusive. And on Inclusive, you can you can host, and um, but you can't see the picture of the person that you're hosting uh, before, until the, until the booking is confirmed. 
So that's essentially what Airbnb is doing now. They're in, they're implementing that same measure. And the reason that they're doing it, I believe, is because they don't want racial discrimination on their platform. Now, that, of course, makes a lot of sense. Like, who wants to have racial discrimination? Well, we don't want to have that in general. Uh, we'd prefer for everybody not to engage in that activity. But the unfortunate case, the reality is that there are people that you know make decisions based on on you know on racial considerations so the question is you know what what can airbnb do about it and and i guess they've thought about this for a while but they really it's a, it's a very important issue for airbnb i think and they're getting sued they're getting sued a lot by african american people who suspect that they're that the hosts are you know, declined their reservations based on um, racial considerations. For example, there's a lawsuit going on in, in Oregon where a, a person um, filed a, a lawsuit uh, a while ago. Airbnb filed a motion to, to dismiss, dismiss the suit. Oregon judge denies Airbnb motion to dismiss lawsuit alleging intentional discrimination. So basically, Airbnb, what they always argue is, look, we're just a platform. Right, we're just providing, uh, you know, the hosts and the guests with with an opportunity to connect and to and to book accommodation. We're not we're not responsible for what hosts and guests are doing on our platform. And there's been lawsuits in the in the past where the judges have ruled in favor of Airbnb on this issue. But you know, I think I think Airbnb is really worried about this because of the the image. It does a lot of damage to the image of Airbnb. It provides you know, provides firepower to the to the hotel lobby, um, you know, because the hotels they can say, oh, Airbnb is that platform where all these where all these evil racists hang out. You know, when we don't have that, you know, when you stay with a, with a hotel, like we don't care what you look like, everybody's welcome. But on Airbnb, there's racism. You know, the Airbnb is only for for certain type of people. You know, if you're a minority, then then Airbnb is not the place to be because you'll get discriminated against, right? That's that's firepower for the hotel lobby. And obviously, Airbnb is in is in, in a big fight with uh, with hotel lobbies in, in all these different cities. Um, and also because they're IPOing, like investors don't like it when when companies, you know, get they, the lawsuits that are going against companies, the image, the damage to their their image. You know, it's 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 not good, and Airbnb wants wants to get rid of it. So essentially, what they want is they want no racial discrimination to take place on the platform, and they've decided to take this pretty drastic measure, I would say, to in an effort to ban racial discrimination on on Airbnb. Now, before I go into why I think that this is a, a not a good move on Airbnb's part and why I think there's going to be a lot of pushback, first, let's look into Airbnb's non-discrimination policy um, because they, they have one and I read the whole thing. I won't be reading it completely because it's, you know, it's a lot. So it'll take a long time. But I just wanted to mention a couple a couple things that is stated in the non-discrimination policy so that you uh, you know what you are allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. Um, first of all, it's, it's kind of in interesting that they have a specific guidance for hosts in the United States and the European Union, and then they have one for people that live outside the United States and the European Union. 
um, which seems very peculiar to me. I mean, why would you want to allow people, you know, in one part of the world to discriminate and then people in another part of the world, you know, you don't allow them to discriminate? Sounds really strange. I'll get into that. But first, let's talk about, you know, what what is the, the non-discrimination policy? And, and first of all, let me tell you that, you know, when I was hosting in Amsterdam, I was discriminating against people of a very young age. And the reason I was doing that is because, you know, my apartment in, in Amsterdam, it was in a small building with uh, neighbors, you know, and, and houses in Amsterdam, they're very old. And so they're not very well isolated. So there's, if you're making a lot of noise, like, you know, everybody else in the building can pretty much hear you. And so my concern was that, you know, I would get people who would throw a party at my place. And um, my building actually disallowed uh, short-term renting. It was stated in the in the, the homeowners uh, association, uh, the HOA, uh, the, the documents. It was specifically stated that I wasn't allowed to do it, but I was doing it anyway. Um, and, you know, my thinking was, you know, I know my neighbors. It's, it's a very small building. And I thought, you know... If as long as my guests don't cause disturbance, you know, I don't think it's going to be an issue. And it, that's that's actually what proved to be the case. Like I hosted for five years. I've never had any uh, major complaints from neighbors. And, you know, and so I've never got in trouble for it. And I think the reason why I never got in trouble is because I've always been pretty selective when it comes to who I was hosting. And I made it very clear in my listing that my apartment was not suitable for, you know, typical uh, groups of young people that visit Amsterdam. Now, if you've ever been to Amsterdam, um, or even if you haven't been, you probably know that Amsterdam has a reputation of being a bit of a wild city. Uh, there's certain things that are allowed in Amsterdam that are not allowed in other places around the world. Although that's changing now in the U.S., there's there's states where you know uh, marijuana has been legalized, and in Canada as well, I believe. But but it, but in Amsterdam, you know there it's it has a name of of the place where everything is allowed, right? Everything that's allowed, not allowed elsewhere, that's allowed in Amsterdam, right? There's uh, it's easy to get drugs, and you know marijuana is legal. You have coffee shops, and you can do truffles and and all sorts of uh, you know. Uh, all sorts of stimulants that are widely available and that attracts a, a certain type of tourist that you know typically um, is very popular amongst young people uh, they'll come to Amsterdam for a weekend and they'll pretty much just party the whole time they like, they try try all these different drugs they drink a lot of alcohol they party they stay up late and that's not the type of visitor that I wanted to attract and so you know, because because I was risking pretty much my business. If like one party and one neighbor that complains and goes to the you know calls a meeting with the homeowners and says, hey, you know this guy is uh, is doing this Airbnb thing and they, like uh, there was these people over last weekend and they they partied until six in the morning and you know that's the end of my business, right? And so I had I had to be the, I had to be very careful. And so one one thing that I did was I. I would always get an idea of how old the people were that were making an inquiry. And so I'd look at, uh, 
I look at the picture because that's essentially that's you know that's the only really way that you can figure out how old somebody is. And so if I w I would get an inquiry from you know a person that looks really young, then I would you know I would ask I would ask them like hey what are you planning to do, um, and and if I had a suspicion that they 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 were coming down to party, then I would just like politely tell them like listen like you know, I completely uh, support your your visit. Uh, I, I've been young myself. I, I like to party. I, in fact, I, I still do. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's totally cool. Um, you know, come to Amsterdam and come party. Um, but unfortunately, you know, my apartment, it, we, you have to be quiet here, right? Because I got neighbors that are very noise sensitive. And and so I would just politely explain them like, like this is just not the right place, right? And, um, and, I, and, that, and that was good. That was cool. Um, never really had any issues. Um, but I'm sure there probably has been cases where I've declined uh, a booking request, even though the, the the guests weren't intending on actually causing any trouble or any party. But but the thing is, like I can't I can't predict that, right? Uh, I have to go with the information that I have, and the profile picture was has always been, you know, a, a good source of information. Um, you know, it's not the only information. You know, you look at look at other things as well, but it plays a role, right? And I I didn't care about the race of the person. I didn't care about what kind of skin color the person had. What I cared about was, you know, do I see? First of all, do I you know what you know how old are these people? Um, and that's actually allowed on Airbnb, or you are allowed to discriminate on age. And I'll get into this, um, but I would also look at the type of profile picture that the guest had, right? Because here's the thing, you know, there is a small amount of people on Airbnb that want to misuse the system, right? They will book an Airbnb to throw a party. And I actually know some of my friends who've done this and my friends are pretty respectable, so I don't think there's ever been an issue. But, you know, if you're in a city and you're staying in a hotel and you're like, hey, you know what, Like, I want to throw a party for one night. Let's just rent an Airbnb. Now, if you have the intention of of inviting a lot of people, because a lot of Airbnbs, if you if you tell them like, hey, I'm going to throw a party at your place, there's no way they're, they're going to accept your booking, right? And so what those people will do is they will say like, they will, you know, they will pretend to be like one person and they'll... Um, and then they, once the booking is made, they'll just invite all their friends and have a party, right? This, I mean, this happens all the time. It's a small percentage of the bookings, but you know, in order to uh, in order to avoid those type of situations, you have to do your due diligence as a, as a host. Um, if with all the all the bad experiences that I've heard from talking to thousands and thousands of Airbnb hosts in the last four years, almost every single time there was a bad experience it could have been prevented because it was always like the host didn't have time to, to read the, the, the experience, the profile and the, and the, and the reviews, you know, it was always um, the case that the host just kind of forgot to, to look into the booking or it was an instant booking and they, it was last minute booking. And so, you know, almost all of these bad experiences can be uh, prevented, could have been prevented by doing the due diligence. Right. But if you're, planning to throw a party on airbnb you know that you're going to get in trouble for it right and there's a good chance that the host and airbnb are coming after you for the damages if you do a lot of damage 
if you throw a big party, like damages are bound to occur, right? If you invite 20 people to, to a house and, and, and you're drinking and, or, you know, like you're partying too late in the night, like things are bound to break, right? I mean, that's just, that's just going to happen. And so you know that when you organize a party like that, you know that that's going to happen. And so the last thing you want is for people to be able to track you down. And so the people who want to misuse Airbnb, they're not going to put a very clear picture of their face, right? That's, that's just basic logic. And, um, and so, you know, if a guest has a, a clear picture of their face, so it's easy to see what they look like, so it's easy to recognize them, that tells me that the chance that they're looking to abuse the system is much lower than if somebody puts a very vague picture or not even a picture at all, right? And this has nothing to do with racial discrimination. Like, I don't care where people are from or what, they, what their race color, race is or color or any, any of that stuff. I don't care. I just want to see a clear picture of somebody's face. That gives me the trust. Okay, I, you know, and that's not just that, right? That's part of it. The picture, the profile, the, the reviews, etc. All those factors play an important role in making the decision. And so by not providing a photo, it just makes it easier for people who want to misuse the system. It makes it easier for people who want, who have bad intentions to get accepted, right? And, and here's, here's the problem, right? If you, if you get a booking request and you accept it and then you look at the picture and you decide, okay, you know, based on, on the picture, I, I don't feel comfortable hosting the the guest and you you want if you want to cancel you're running like a pretty big risk as a host because what airbnb will do is it will it might ban you from the platform so if somebody books your place and you can't see the picture and then you accept the booking and then based on the based on the picture you want to you know you want to decline or cancel the booking then um, airbnb is going to investigate the case uh, especially if the guest uh, report can re the guest can report you, and then you know based on the Airbnb's assessment, they 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 might ban you from the from the platform because they might say, oh, you're being you're discriminating, right? And so, you know, I think this is a, this is a big issue. But let's go back to the the non discrimination policy, right? So I talked about you know discriminating on age, which is which is allowed on Airbnb, but it's only allowed. If, if it is not prohibited by law. So Airbnb states, Airbnb hosts may not impose any different terms or conditions or decline a reservation based on the guest, guest's age or familiar status where prohibited by law. And so you're allowed to discriminate on age as long as that is not prohibited by local law. Now, I don't have no idea if this is prohibited by local law in Holland, honestly. I never looked into that. Um, but, um, but okay, so that's the case around age. Now, it also states that Airbnb hosts may provide factual, accurate information about their listings features of, or lack of them that could make the listing unsafe or unsuitable for guests of a certain age or families with children or infants. So this has to do with young children um, you're not allowed to say, oh, families can't, uh, can't, you know, reserve my listing, but you are allowed to say, hey, my listing isn't particularly, you know, suitable for, for families or children, 
or if there's like some restriction, some community restriction, let's say you're in a senior housing building that prohibit guests from under a certain age, then you're allowed to state that as well. Um, but so that's that's long that's along uh, the topic of age, right? Now let's go to the other parts of the non-discrimination policy. So the part that has to do with race, um, Airbnb hosts may not decline a guest based on race, color, ethnicity, national origin, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, or marital status. Impose any different terms or conditions based on race, color, etc. Post any listing or make any statement that discourages or indicates a preference for or against any guest on account of race, color, etc. Now, I don't know why you would want to ever, you know, make a decision based on race, color, ethnicity, or any any of that stuff, national origin. Uh, the only thing I can think of really is has to do with gender, right? I know that there are. Um, there are people who don't want to host somebody of the opposite gender, and you know I think mostly these these are these can um, consider a single women. I know there's a, a number of single women um, in my uh, in my community that have told me that they don't feel comfortable hosting men, and so you know I think that's that's fair, and I think they should be allowed to discriminate uh, based on gender. And Airbnb actually does allow that, but there's a couple caveats uh, that are worth mentioning. Um, so I will I will read the section on on gender discrimination as well. So Airbnb does not assign a gender identity to its users. We consider the gender of an individual to be what they identify and or designate on their user profile. Airbnb hosts may not decline to rent to a guest based on gender unless the host shares living spaces, for example, bathroom, kitchen, or common areas with the guest. Impose any different terms or conditions, etc. Post any listing or make a statement that discourages or indicates a preference for or against any guest on account of gender unless the host shares living spaces with the guest. So if you're a single woman, you are actually allowed to specify that you don't want to host men as long as you share a space with the guests, right? And that could be a common area, right? So I guess even if you're renting out a separate unit within your house, if you have a common area, if you have a garden or or some other area that you share, then you're actually allowed to, you know, to choose um, based on, on gender who you want to host. The only thing that confuses me a little has to do with the gender identity because they they say that you're allowed to uh, decline a, a request based on gender but then they also talk about how they don't assign a gender identity to their users that they consider the, the gender of an individual to be what they identify and so I can see some potential issues there like if I, for example, if I make a request to stay with a, a single female and then she declines uh, my request, then I can go to Airbnb and say, hey, I identify as, as, a, as a female, right? Even though I was born as a male, uh, my identity, I chose the female identity. And according to Airbnb, that's, uh, I can do that. We consider the gender of an individual to be what they identify with. 
And so I could just say I identify as a woman and then, you know, according to their discrimination policy, I could then report uh, this, this woman and then, you know, who knows, maybe Airbnb will ban that, that, that lady. Um, now, not that I would ever do this, of course, but it's just a little flaw, I guess, in the, in, in the rules that they, they have to be a little bit more specific about um, how this would work. In any case, that's, uh, that's kind of the, essentially the, the non-discrimination policy that they have. So th the funny thing is that in, they have a specific guidance for hosts outside the United States in the European Union, um, where they, they state, I'll read this because it's, it's kind of amusing. Outside of the United States and the European Union, some countries or communities may allow or even require people to make accommodation distinctions based on, for example, marital status, national origin, gender or sexual orientation, in violation of our general non-discrimination philosophy. In these cases, we do not require hosts to violate local laws, nor to accept guests that could expose the host to a real and demonstrable risk of arrest or physical harm to their persons or properties. So... Apparently, there's countries where the law forces you to discriminate based on marital status, national origin, gender, or sexual orientation. And I'm, I'm trying to think of examples of that. And I've traveled to 80 countries, 85 maybe. Uh, and so I've, you know, I've been around the, the block a couple of times. Uh, I can't really think of any, any places where they would uh, have these type of laws. The only thing I can think of is is in Vietnam, I remember there were there's some hotels in Vietnam where if you want to book a room together with somebody of the opposite sex, um, you have to prove that you're married because there apparently there's a law in Vietnam that says that you can't uh, share a room with, with somebody uh, if, if you're not married. I don't know if there's, a, if there's any laws about sexual orientation or, or gender, but I just, I just know that I once tried to book a hotel room with a girl and then they, they told me that, uh, you know, the, that we couldn't do it because we weren't married. Now, this is not enforced everywhere, I think, in Vietnam, but, but I do believe that uh, at least uh, this is about 10 years ago. But uh, at that time, at least, this was the case. So that would be an example. Like, for example, if, if, if a couple wants to book your Airbnb and they're not married, then you can, I guess, you're allowed to uh, disallow or you know, decline the booking based on the based on their uh, marital status, which is against the uh, non-discrimination policy of Airbnb. But in that case, you know, you would break the local laws if you would go ahead and allow that. All right, so that's the discrimination, non-discrimination policy. So now let's talk more about why I think this is a a bad move. Right now, I know that there is racial discrimination, right? There, that, that's very clear to me. In fact, there was a study that was done um, by a Harvard professor and, <clears throat> and um, they, uh, they created 20 fake Airbnb profiles with stereotypically sounding black and white names. The researchers then sent inquiries to about 6,400 listings in major US cities Hosts agreed to rent to the fictional profiles with white-sounding names 50% of the time, but only rented to profiles with black-sounding names 42% of the time. So there does seem to be a racial bias, which means that 
you know, um, there's people, there's hosts on the Airbnb platform that do discriminate based on race, unless this, this, you know, unless this is a coincidence. But I mean, I, I actually, I don't believe that. I mean, I do believe that people discriminate on race. Uh, that's just the reality that we live in. Is it desirable? No. No, we would prefer. Everybody would probably agree that you know we'd prefer people to to not uh, discriminate based on race. But um, you know that's just that's just how it is, right? And so the question is, what are we going to do about that? Or what is Airbnb going to do about that? And uh, obviously, uh, there they've decided to to now remove the profile photos or not make them visible. You know, before a guest books, um, so that it's it becomes impossible. Um, that's I guess that's the idea. It, it becomes impossible for people to discriminate on race, but um, but it's it's uh, first of all it, I don't think it's going to be as effective because just like the, in this study, like people can still uh, you know base their opinion on the name, right? And so they're still going to be. Uh, the people that want to discriminate against like African Americans, for example, they can they can still uh, go by their name. Um, so that's that's one thing. Um, but also, I think that uh, this measure, you know, I doubt it's gonna have the effect that Airbnb wants it to have. And even if it does have the effect, it's I don't really see how this is gonna help minority groups and African Americans or anybody who gets discriminated against on Airbnb. And and also, I think the collateral damage that it, that the measure does, you know, by not allowing people to see the profile photo of their prospective guests, I think that weighs, outweighs uh, the, the benefits in this case, because the profile picture is, is just a very important part of, of the, of due diligence right and and again like it's not it's not about I, I believe that for most for the vast majority of the hosts it's not about you know what the color of that person's skin it's about feeling comfortable and it's about trust when you can clearly see somebody's face and you can see their eyes that builds trust it makes you feel comfortable as a host especially when you're sharing a space with your host i mean this might not be as important for people who rent out you know vacation rental properties like far away from where they live and they just have it as an investment you know that's that's a different story also you can't really compare this to hotels right because a hotel is a very different business than than hosting somebody in your home right you're letting somebody in your house you're going to sleep with somebody who's you know going to be in your house all night somebody that you've never met before right that 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 kind of uh, requires a lot of trust and the photo is a very important part of building that trust and the reason why i know this is because i went to vidcon which is a conference for youtubers and as you may know i have a youtube channel and i'm working on kind of getting more subscribers, like growing the channel and providing better videos, better content. And this, you know, this is a learning process. I recently started doing live casts on, on YouTube that I'm really, that are really fun that I'm really excited about. But anyway, I went to this, uh, I went to this conference uh, together with my good friend, who's Zefa, who uh, is the, uh, the, the famous uh, singer and composer of the Get Paid For Your Pet intro song. And, and so me and Uzefa were really good friends and we went there together 
he's also trying to grow his YouTube channel. And uh, we, uh, we had a chance to, to have our YouTube channels reviewed by some experts, uh, a, couple, a couple guys from Vid, VidIQ, which is a uh, company that specializes in, in helping YouTubers grow their channel and create better content, etc. And they, they know everything about YouTube. I mean, they, they've got so many um, users that they've, they've been able to do so many different tests and research that they know exactly what works. Right. And as is the case with in Internet marketing and the marketing in general, what makes sense typically is, is not what works well. And uh, I, I found out the hard way because um, this uh, YouTube expert looked at my videos and he told me that my thumbnails were really bad. Now, my thumbnails, if you've been listening to the podcast episodes on, on YouTube or if you've had a look, then you'll notice that I've always... Uh, put a picture up there and then the title and the ep name of the you know the name of the episode and then the number as well and the picture is usually uh, a view of a city like if I would interview somebody in Sydney then I would put a picture of Sydney and um, and so the, the YouTube expert told me that's not a good idea and so he said what you want to do is you want first of all the picture should be associated with Airbnb in some way that people understand that your videos are about the Airbnb. And so he told me, put a picture of a house or put a picture of an of, of the inside of an apartment, right? Because those are the typical pictures that you'll see on Airbnb when you browse through listings. And that's what people associate with Airbnb. So that was really useful advice. And I've, if you uh, take a look at my YouTube channel, you can see I've uh, started to implement that advice. But it was the second part that really uh, struck me as, as very interesting because the second part of his advice was that I take a, a, a whole bunch of like pictures of my face and uh, he, he actually recommended that I hire a professional photographer, which I did. And so I had a professional photographer take like 500 pictures of my face. And, and as per this, the YouTube expert's recommendations, I pasted uh, a, a big picture of my face essentially on top of the of the image and the reason that this is uh this is a, a good strategy is that when people browse through videos in youtube um, they're more likely to click on a, on a on a thumbnail if it clearly shows a face and more and most importantly if you can see the eyes in that picture but even just a face a clear face is 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 already good and then especially when you're smiling and your eyes are clearly visible that builds a lot of trust and so people are more likely to click on those thumbnails and this is not by a couple percent apparently this is like a major major uh change this is significantly uh you get significantly more clicks on a picture if, if it includes a, a clear picture of, a, of your face and the eyes are visible because the and it makes sense right because the eyes are the window of the soul i mean you can you know by looking in somebody's eyes you can you can tell more about the person and you feel more you know you feel like you you know that person better than i would say you know exchanging uh information like if you i mean if you ever if you've ever been on a date then then you know that uh you know you could you could know you could talk to a person for like an hour and and find out like you have all these things in common and you know there you can relate to that person and everything but in the end of the day you know you look at you look into somebody's eyes and that's when you know whether there's whether there's a connection or not right that's when you know whether there's chemistry between between two human beings that's what that's what builds a connection more than than any information 
And so it's, it's very clear that a profile picture that is clear where you can clearly see somebody's face and you can see somebody's eyes that it's a, it's, it builds trust. It makes the Airbnb host feel comfortable hosting that person. And so when that picture is not there, you don't feel comfortable as comfortable, right? Because you, you feel like, I don't know this person. Who is this person? Right. And so, you know, if you have to make your booking decision without that information, it makes, it makes a decision. It makes that process harder because you have less information. And so, you know, that's why, that's why the profile picture is, is so important. So I don't think it's fair to remove the ability for all Airbnb hosts all around the world, all 1 million of them, or I don't know how many there are now, 1.2 million or whatever it may be, but to punish all those hosts just because there's a number of Airbnb hosts, you know, a small minority of hosts that engage in the practice of racial discrimination. I mean, I don't approve the behavior. I think it's horrible, um, but I think it's a minority. And also, there's a number of other reasons why I think this measure is not going to be very effective. And so I want to go through those reasons now. Well, first of all, let's think about what what's the goal here, right? I, th I guess Airbnb's goal is that these by implementing these rules, uh, one of two things are going to happen. Either people who are racists stop being a racist and will just accept everyone or the racists will leave the platform i guess that's what airbnb wants right because if that's the case then you know the users will no longer experience uh racial discrimination although you know i imagine that a lot of the times it's it's not always clear why a host rejects a booking or a request, right? Because, you know, the picture is just one thing. I mean, it's a combination of things, right? That, that you decide, that you use to decide as a, as a host. I mean, you use the profile picture, you use the, the text and you use the reviews that uh, the guest has received from other hosts, as well as the reviews that the guest has left for the host. I always look at that as well. Um, which not everybody does, but you can find those reviews as well. And, and that gives you some information as what the guest is looking for. So it's always good to look at those. And so if you combine all those factors, that's how you, know, you make a decision based on that. And even if you make the decision based on the photo, it doesn't necessarily mean that it was based on the, the color of the person. I mean, if it's a name, then it's pretty clear, right? If it's, if it's, a, if it's an African-American name versus a white name, uh, then, you know, if that's the only difference in the profile, if I don't know if in this study that Harvard did, if the profiles were all identical except for the names, I'm assuming that's the case. Um, but when it comes to the names, it's it's much more clear that you're discriminating. And that's kind of like ironic in this case that Airbnb is, is, is not showing you the photo, but, but, you know, you can still discriminate based on name, which is actually a more effective way to... Uh, to it's more clear that when you know when you discriminate based on name then it's 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 pretty clear that it has to do with the with the <clears throat> with the race right because a photo it could be multiple things like you know if um let's say let's say an african-american person has a very blurry photo and and the host declines the the request based on the fact that the photo is blurry then you can interpret that, if, the, if that person can interpret that, that as, oh, it's because I'm black, 
but it could actually be because the photo isn't good, right? You you don't know. But in any case, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm a, pretty sure that um, that there are there are people for sure that discriminate based on race, right? They don't want to host a person from a major minority, like whether that's African American or maybe you know like a a person who uh, <clears throat> you know who who's uh, uh, homosexual or uh, you know whatever whatever else it may be i'm sure there's people that do discriminate based on, on that <clears throat> and so you know what's what's going to happen okay so let's consider the different scenarios all right let's say that all the racists now leave airbnb right that's that's what airbnb wants now if you think about it that actually doesn't really help minorities because let's take the example of an african american person right and let's just to keep it simple let's imagine there's 10 hosts and one of the hosts is is a racist and that host doesn't want to ho doesn't want to host that african american person okay so first of all you know the you the 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 problem with that is that the african american person will say well like i can only stay with these nine hosts whereas like a white person can stay with with all of them right and so that's not fair and yes that's true that's not fair but why would you want to stay with a host who's a racist like i wouldn't want to stay with that person in the first place like if somebody doesn't want to host me because i'm white or because i'm from holland or because i'm european or because i'm you know, whatever it may be, or just because that person doesn't like my face, I don't want to stay with, I wouldn't even want to stay with that person. I'll be like, all right, cool, well, I'll stay with somebody else then. Like, I don't want to put money in your pocket if, if you're, you know, discriminating against me based on, based on my race or my origin or whatever. You know, I don't want to put money in that person's pocket. I don't have, want anything to do with that person. So, why would I even want to stay with that person, right? And so, you know, in, in the example, let's say there's, there's one host who's the racist. Well, if you kick that person off the platform, I mean, you know, nothing really changes for the, for the African-American person. He's, he's still able to stay with nine hosts, right? Um, before, he wasn't able to stay with, with that one host because he's racist and now he's he's not on the platform anymore so you know it doesn't actually help the minorities the situation is still the same they can still stay with the same hosts right that's in the scenario that the racist will leave the platform but actually if you think about it it actually the situation actually gets worse for the minority groups um, because now they have to compete with those other nine listings with everybody else uh, because you know the, the the racist guy is gone, but that racist guy would have hosted some some other people, right? That they're, that they're not racist against, and so those people would have stayed with the racist. Now have to stay with those nine nine other hosts, right? And so those nine other hosts are going to be more booked. They might raise the prices a bit. I mean, it's a small effect, but but if you think about it in a very pragmatic way, then it doesn't actually benefit. Uh, anyone really it's more the, the idea that these racists are no longer allowed to be on Airbnb which kind of gives like you know some sense of justice and some sense of fairness which I mean I do understand that uh, but you know in pragmatic in pragmatic terms like it doesn't it doesn't really help 
uh, it doesn't really help the the people that the the you know the policy is supposed to help. Um, but then you know who knows maybe like in the, if the racist gets the, the displaced replaced by uh, non-racist hosts then that would be a good thing. So I guess there there is some you know there's some merit to it. Uh, but let's uh, consider the other scenario where the ho- where the racist host is now going to not be racist anymore. Um, well, first of all, I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, uh, a racist is is probably not going to change the, his behavior or her behavior. Um, you know, it's not going to change their their views. If you want to be a racist, you're probably just going to be a racist for all your life, I imagine. Um, but anyway, let's say uh, let's say that you you're a racist and now you decide to just accept all bookings. Well, let's say you accept the booking and then it turns out you see the picture after you accept the booking and you see that the picture is from a minority that you're a racist against. And so now you're thinking, okay, I either host somebody who I'm a racist against or I'm going to decline the reservation. Well, if the reservation that gets declined, then the minority person, instead of being, instead of receiving a booking request denial, now the reservation is going to get canceled, which is, you know, I'd say that's worse. Um, secondly uh the okay and then you know based on if you report that host then that host might get kicked off right um but the other alternative could be the other the third scenario that's possible is that the 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 racist host now decides to go ahead and 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 host uh the 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 person that he's racist against now I, I don't know if you really want to get into those situations i mean first of all i wouldn't i don't feel comfortable with uh with staying with somebody if i if if i don't know if that person really wants to host me right like i said before i i rather have hosts see my picture and if for some reason they don't like my face i don't want them to accept my booking because i I don't want to stay with them by showing my face clearly um i i know that the host is not a racist against me and so i can feel comfortable staying at that person's place knowing that he doesn't have anything against me because otherwise he would have you know declined my booking request and so you know that situation where a racist host is going to host somebody that he's that that person is racist again against i mean that doesn't really help the the minority person either right i mean it sounds like a bit of a nasty situation i mean i, I don't know if if you want to get into those type of situations um so you know so it it, i just feel like this is it it just it doesn't really accomplish a lot uh this measure but it 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 has a pretty severe collateral damage right it basically you know it disallows all the hosts around the world not to to see the profile picture which plays an important role in in the process of you know, deciding whether the guests are, are a good fit for your place or not. Now, there's there's one thing that I do want to mention there, where I do see some benefit uh, to this measure, and that's the that's the that's actually a situation that uh, that was described by one of the people that reached out to me. A lot of people have reached out to me. I've been sending a few emails about this topic, and a lot of people reached out and. Um, Actually, let me let me go through some of the reactions that I've that I've gotten because it kind of shows you know how to at least how the people in my community uh, think about this uh, this particular move. Um, the overwhelming 
a majority of the people who have reached out to me um, have let, they let me know that uh, they're not in favor of this uh, particular move. Uh, but there was one person who uh, who was in favor of of the move. So I'm gonna go through some of the opinions of the people that are on my email list, which are probably a lot of uh, the same people that listen to this podcast. I want to see a profile picture of a potential guest in our home. It helps me put what they say about themselves with my perspective about who they are. This is our home, guests stay downstairs, and it takes a lot of trust on our part to welcome them into our home. Recently, I was turned off by the profile picture of a potential guest. When I checked her host reviews, three out of the five were negative, and when I rejected her request based on those reviews, her response only confirmed my negative feelings about having her as a guest. I want to know who will be staying in our home, and this has nothing to do with racism. Here's another reaction. Bad move on Airbnb's part. I feel they protect the guest more than the host, and the host is who has the most to lose in the equation. The host is the one providing the services that makes Airbnb money. They should put more thought into being protective of their hosts. I fully agree with you and I don't like where this is headed. This is not in the best interest of the host's safety at all. We are super hosts who have been using the platform for approximately four years. We accept about 100% of our reservations because we see pictures and feel comfortable with each booking. There have been times when the pictures were suspect and we rejected the reservations. Those were the instances where fraudulent activity was confirmed by Airbnb. I absolutely agree this is a wrong move. I am a single woman renting on Airbnb and I live in my house. I will not accept a guest if they don't have a profile picture. I rely heavily on my intuition when it comes to decisions in life, especially when it comes to who I invite into my house. If I can't see them, I can't make a good decision for myself and my safety. I have a right to see the person and decline them if I'm not comfortable. I have never discriminated against anyone and I want the right to choose. So, you know, these are these reactions make it pretty clear that that especially people who share spaces with their guests, you know, they're very concerned. Obviously, they're concerned about their safety. They're concerned about the safety of their Airbnb business as well. And everybody wants to avoid these nightmare scenarios that you find in the news sometimes where people trash your place, where host gets assaulted. You know, those are the situations you want to avoid. And I agree. Like the fact that somebody has a clear profile picture of themselves, where you can clearly identify them and, and, and see what they look like. That is a predictor of of uh of of a good guest in my opinion you know i think it's more likely that somebody who puts a clear picture of themselves who's willing to do that i think it's more likely that that person has good intentions than than bad intentions i think if you don't have a profile picture i think there's an increased chance of having bad intentions now obviously that's not always the case right there's going to be cases of people who just they just forget to put up a picture or they put uh, they don't have a clear picture of themselves and they just put whatever right but i mean that also kind of tells me something about that person right because if you take airbnb hosting and if you take it serious if you take uh, if you want to maximize the chance that you get accepted um, on airbnb if you plan to use airbnb in the way that it's designed to 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 be used then the fact that you don't take the time to go through some pictures or even take a new picture, right? The fact that you don't take the time to 
you know, to get a good picture of yourself kind of tells me something about, about you as a person, right? And again, this has nothing to do with race or anything like that. This, this has something to do with, you know, how serious are you about, you know, using Airbnb in the way that Airbnb is designed to be used. And so the picture is, is clearly important. I think these reactions, they, they show that, uh, that a, whole, a lot of hosts feel uh, the same way. But there was one, uh, one of my readers actually brought up a, a fair point, and um, I wanted to share it. Uh, this is a, a host in, in, in Washington, D.C. Um, she wrote me this. You're wrong. It's right. It's not a situation of racism. It's one of hidden bias. People don't recognize they have this bias. Say you book a listing and you get to the listing and see your host is a minority and suddenly you feel discomfort. But you stay, you remain polite, and you have a good time. You have that positive experience to combat the hidden bias. I applaud our Airbnb for the change. So there, there is a there's a point, right? Um, if in the different scenarios that I did described, right? There's three scenarios. You know, like the racist leaves the platform, or the racist start accepting you know, any bookings, um, or or the booking gets declined after the picture is visible, right? So this she so this this reader she's referring to the situation where people are not really aware that uh, you know that race is is playing a role in their decision making, and so they you know they they look at a a profile, they read the reviews and everything, and then they decide to decline. And in their mind, it's it's because of the entire thing, but uh, but she's saying that you know this racial issue might be. Uh, might actually affect people even though they don't realize it. And so what happens then is that if you if you actually you know you you <clears throat> you accept a, a, a booking and then the picture becomes visible and then oh it's a person of a minority and now you feel you feel this you know you kind of feel like a little discomfortable or something then um, but you decide to go ahead of it with it and it turns out to be a positive experience and that does contribute to you know, to people being more open to hosting people from different countries and different races. And I think there is something to it because because I know I interviewed a host one day in, in Nederland, in Colorado, which is a village in Colorado. It's also the name of my country, Nederland, um, which is interesting. But uh, I interviewed her and, and one of the things she told me was that she she really enjoyed the fact that she'd been hosting people from all around the world. Um, because she's not, she never met somebody from like Russia or from Asia, and you know, there's there's something about the fear of the unknown, right? Um, like that's just like a, a natural, uh, natural thing that human beings have, right? We're kind of scared of 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 what we don't know. Um, we prefer, you know, we prefer the devil that we know than the devil that we don't know is is an expression, and um, and so she was saying like, yeah, like I, you know. I feel more comfortable about the world in general. I feel more comfortable with people from, you know, cultures, different cultures, different races, different different cities, different countries, um, because now I've hosted people from all around the world, and I feel like, okay, well, there's, you know, most people are just good people, no matter what you're, where you're from or, or what race you are. Like, most people are good people, and I, and I believe that's true, and also I believe that that's a good thing, right? Airbnb brings people together, and and uh, and that you know makes the world a better place in in a way. So I d- I do think that that could happen, and I do think that's a positive thing. Um, the the thing is like I I don't feel like that positive 
outweighs all the negatives, right? Because you know those those instances are are going to be there, but but you're you know you're you're making the platform unsafer for for a lot of people, you know, for a lot of hosts. A lot of hosts are going to feel uncomfortable because of this measure. A lot of hosts, I'm sure, are going to leave the platform. I've already had emails of hosts who have been telling me like. It, you know, if this if this is gonna go through this measure, like I'm out, I'm I'm moving to Booking.com, right? Because on Booking.com you can um, there's no pictures, but you can you get the credit card information of the of the guests for up to ten days after their stay or something. So the fact that guests have to provide their credit card details and they know that they can get charged if they cause damages, apparently uh, it causes guests on Booking that come through Booking.com to you know to to cause less damage. Um, that's what but people have been telling me, um, but uh, but in any in any case, like you know, this is a very drastic measure to you know to to uh, to address this issue, and I I do agree that you know you, that this issue should be addressed. You know, again, I want to make sure everyone understands that I totally do not do not approve of of any discriminational behavior, racial discrimination, um, but. I, I don't think this is uh, this is the measure that should should be taken. I think I think this uh, negative negatively affects too many other hosts, too many hosts who are who are, who are you know who never discriminate and who've been behaving perfectly fine on the platform. You're punishing all those people, and I think there's a better way. If you really want to get rid of these racists, and 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 again, like you know, if you think about it, it it doesn't really benefit. There's not re no, there's no huge benefits to removing these people, um, but um, but I do understand you know you want to have a platform that where that behavior is, is is not is not prevalent. So I I can agree with that, right? Let's get rid of these people. And so how do we do that? Well, how about just allowing people to report profiles when you know racial discrimination is suspected, right? Airbnb can then look into the case. Uh, there they have all the booking history and so they can easily see okay who, who did this host approve of and who who did what what were the requests that they declined and is there some sort of pattern right if uh if if like a host has hosted 100 people and declined 100 reservations and all the people that were hosted were for example were white people and and the people that got declined were all from other races then it's pretty clear this person is is engaging in, in racial discrimination, right? Especially if the if the rest of the profiles look good, if the reviews look good of the other people, right? So Airbnb has all that information. So they can they can simply they can just investigate these cases. So instead of instead of uh, you know taking this this drastic measure and and disallowing hosts to see the pictures and, and before the booking is made, what I suggest is Airbnb has like three billion dollars uh, lying in in, the, in their bank account, right? If they use some of that money to create a department that specifically goes out and search in search for for racial discrimination, right? Um, if they hire just hire like a hundred people, and uh, you know maybe even have them create some face profiles in cases where they they suspect something, right? Because if 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 everybody if all the people that feel like they're getting discriminated against, if they report those hosts and there's a team uh, in at airbnb that investigates these cases right and potentially using the the, <clears throat> the fake profiles just like they did at harvard then i think i think we can track down 
the people that engage in this behavior. And then we can just ban them. And this way, it, it's not going to be at the expense of, of all the other hosts. So I think that's a much better solution than what Airbnb is implementing now. So I want to conclude this podcast by asking for your opinion on this matter. And also, there, oh yeah, there's one thing, one other thing I wanted to mention, by the way, is that, you know, by removing the, the profile picture, you're, you're kind of punishing the people that are sharing spaces, right? Because, I mean, for me, exa for example, like I, 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 noticed, I noted earlier that uh, I used to kind of discriminate on age in Amsterdam. But now I'm running out in uh, in Egypt. Uh, I run this uh, this kitesurfing school. They have a bunch of rooms, and I so I manage them on Airbnb. I've got my place in Colombia, in Cali, that I'm renting out. And so you know, for those places, like I really don't care so much, right? Because this is you know it's an investment. My property in Cali is an investment. Um, I am not. I don't have neighbors, or at least like the the other apartments in the building are uh, are also owned by investors who are renting out on Airbnb as well. And so, you know, there's there's no there's no risk of me losing the business there. And so, I'm not I'm not as picky with my guests, right? And so, you know, I don't care as much uh, about the profile picture as I used to. And so, you know, what this tells me is that you know, probably the people who are professionals. Who, uh, who don't share spaces with their guests and where in who are hosting in places where there's no no strict regulations and their their business is not as much in jeopardy I mean the worst thing that can happen is that they have damages uh, but at least they're you know they're not gonna their business isn't, isn't gonna die um, those people this rule will probably affect less to a lesser extent but the people that it would affect most are the very people that Airbnb started with like Airbnb was originally designed for people to share their space, right? When Brian Chesky put that that uh, you know that that blow up bed, that air bed in his living room, I don't think he was envisioning you know big real estate companies and and, and property managers to to use Airbnb as a, as a marketing channel for their business, right? I mean, he was imagining you know people renting out a spare room or or a couch or you know or maybe their 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 place when they would go out out of town. That's what he was imagining, and this measure, I believe, punishes those the people that still engage in in that type of Airbnb hosting. Those are the people that you're punishing the most, right? It's, it's the people that are sharing their spaces, and typically, I also think that you're you're punishing the the most vulnerable people the most. Because who are the most vulnerable people, right? Those are people that use Airbnb to pay for the medical bills, right? Or help them pay for their mortgage so they don't, you know, they don't have to leave their home. All right. There are people that that pay for their their children's college. Right? Those are people that are are most vulnerable, right? If they lose their Airbnb business, then that that's a you know, that's obviously like um, has major consequences. Um, if they don't feel safe hosting anymore, um, then that's a big deal. Right. If if you're if you're a single, uh, a single a single mom, for example, and you're struggling to get by, and you have a small room that you rent out, and and obviously you know you you have a child, like, how are you going to be hosting if you can't see a picture? I mean, how are you going to feel comfortable with that? You know, and 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 I think it's wrong that to to punish those people, um, to you know, 
I, I don't think it's right. Um, I think there's other ways to to get the racists off the platform. I mean, I I do agree that uh, obviously we this is you know, behavior that we don't want in the Airbnb community, um, but I don't think it's uh, it's the right measure. So anyway, I, this is a very sensitive subject, right? Especially in the in the United States. I mean, I'm I'm not a, an, an American, but I've 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 lived in the U.S. Um, I lived in Chicago for a year and a half. I have a lot of friends in in America. I I, I stayed in uh, Santa Monica uh, a while a couple months ago. I was there for uh, for two months, and um, and I know that this this subject is very sensitive, and that's why I think it's really important that there's an open dialogue, and that's why I I, I really love hearing opinions of other people. That's why I wrote an email to my list. And a lot of people responded, and I would love to hear your opinion as well. So if you're listening to this and you want to provide your perspective, please email me at jasper at getpaidforyourpad.com. Like, I don't care if you're against or in favor. I don't care if you disagree with me, if you have a different perspective. It's all good. I like to hear different opinions and perspectives because that's, that's important. You know, that's how we learn. That's how we form our own opinions in the first place. It's by listening to other people, taking their perspectives in, and then deciding, you know, what your own perspective is, right? That, that, that helps us form an opinion, and I think that's that's very important. Like, the freedom of speech is, is very important. And so I, I really encourage everybody to reach out, um, share your opinion on this matter. And there's also people who have been asking me if, if there's something that we can do to you know to change airbnb's mind now um i'm actually gonna go to singapore uh later today and i'll be on a boat on a cruise uh, so I, I won't really be online uh, much in the next week or so um but I'm, I'm gonna think about that um i i do think uh that uh you know if we as hosts get together and we you know offer some sort of a petition to airbnb then uh, we could uh, we could definitely uh, there's a chance that that could have a an, an effect, um, but uh, but let's see. Like this this measure hasn't been implemented yet. It's going to come up in the next couple months. Um, so part of me is also thinking, let's see what happens. I'm expecting there's going to be a lot of pushback from the community, and uh, and so I'm I'm hoping they'll reverse this measure. Um, but in any case, like I'm open to ideas. So if uh, if you have an idea, I know there's a website. I think it's called change.org where you can easily file like an, an online petition, and then you can uh, track how many people support it. So yeah, if we you know we can send something to Airbnb where like you know a hundred thousand hosts sign this petition that they don't don't like this measure, then you now there's a, there's a chance that that uh, will will have an influence on on those people there in San Francisco at the Airbnb HQ. So, um, so yeah, please reach out. Um, also, if you're not on my email list, I, I send out emails every day uh, with, uh, with all sorts of uh, tips and tricks and all sorts of news about Airbnb and all that kind of stuff. So uh, if you haven't signed up yet, just go to getpaidforyourpet.com and then you will see a green button. It says, let's do it. And that will take you to another page. Uh, you can also go there directly, get paid for your pad.com slash newsletter you can uh, put your name and your email and then you'll receive my updates uh, as well as uh, uh, my youtube channel i do live uh, listing reviews every every monday at 11 a.m uh, i'm thinking to actually turn that into more of a, an airbnb a weekly airbnb tv show almost where i uh, i can uh, i can get other hosts to join me 
I can share my screen and I've got this really cool software that's called Wirecast. I'm still kind of figuring out how it works exactly, but I've managed to uh, to use it for YouTube where I can stream, li stream live to YouTube and share my screen so I can show Airbnb listings. But in the future, I, I would love to do something where I would get other Airbnb influencers and, um, you know, go for news articles and, and uh, have some different items around Airbnb and just do it every week at a certain time. And then I'll uh, upload the, you know, the videos to YouTube and Facebook. Um, I think that would be really cool. Uh, but the, it would be really fun if a lot of people can join for it. So I'm also trying to figure out what time would be best for that. Now, a lot of people have told me that the weekend is better than, than weekdays. Um, evenings are better. Also, but also I have people in in uh, in the US, in England, in, in Sydney, in Australia, and all over the world, really. So I've got to find a time that's kind of doable for everybody. Um, you know, if you live in, uh, in Fiji or somewhere in the middle of the, the South south pacific then uh you're probably gonna be asleep uh, but uh I'll, I'll see if i can find a time where it's kind of like doable for for people in the in the major areas in in europe us and australia and asia so that's what i'm uh working on um i'd love uh, for you to uh send me some suggestions feedback or whatever else it may be just send me an email jesper at getpaidforyourpad.com also if you want to be notified for these live streams then just uh, subscribe to my youtube channel just go to youtube search for get paid for your pad and subscribe and then you will get a notification when i'm live so you can join and ask questions and comment and uh, you know it just makes it a lot more fun for for everyone so yeah, that's it for today. This was a long episode, but I think this is a very important topic. So I wanted to really take the time and, and kind of dig, dig through a bunch of um, stuff. And um, yeah, look forward to hearing from you, jesper at getpaidforyourpet.com. Just reach out. I, I get a lot of emails every day and I respond to all of them. Not always within one day because sometimes I get a lot. And, uh, you know, I have, I have a life as well. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, but I'll make sure to always respond at, at some point. And if I miss your, I miss uh, I miss one email, then uh, feel free to reach out again and uh, tell me I missed it. Anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, next month on Wednesday there will be another podcast episode. Um, so don't forget to listen. And of course, tell everybody else about this podcast. Right? Okay. Thanks for listening. And until next time. <laughs>